Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. RIP to the Pac-12. Yes, the Pac-12. I, I don't know about you, Pat, but I as a college football junkie, just absolutely loved Pac-12 after dark, right? Because it was an excuse to literally get away with watching college football from 11 a.m. in the morning to 11 p.m. at night and possibly right. later. And, and and now the Pac-12 is, is about to die. Arizona joining likely ASU, potentially Utah, although um, if the Big 12 fan base had their druthers, Utah could stick it straight up the you-know-where. And then the news of Washington and Oregon joining potentially the Big Ten. We're not going to discuss it, but I just had to say RIP to the Pac-12. We'll save it for Monday when we have probably more concrete information. And we'll talk about the future of college football and college athletics in general. But it is Friday, and that means the best and worst takes of the week. We crown a brand new Richard of the Week, so let's just get right on into it. I'm Andrew Coppins, he's Pat Oni, and you're tuned in. To critical thinking. Good Friday to you all. How are you, Mr. Patoni, on this Friday? It's Friday. Friday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. You are the worst. Why yeah, am I the worst? You are the worst at small talk. Just the worst. Between you and Pat Gray, I'm not sure who's worser. I, I I don't understand why that makes me so horrible. Because it leads into other conversations. You, ja- oh, you don't like people. Mm, or I just don't like you. I either way. Fired. <laughs> but we will get through this Friday edition of Critical Thinking, featuring Trump being a terrorist. Mob action being a bad word. Um, 
more climate alarmism, a priest evangelizing and telling truth from the pulpit, the women's national team getting their comeuppance, and, uh, well, my absolute favorite moment comes from my home state, Wisconsin, where a relatively young adult put the smackdown on his city. So, with that being said, why don't we start in my current city for worst of the week, Pat? Sound good? Sure. Well, I need to set this up because a lot of people are not paying attention, but over the weekend, uh, I believe on Sunday night or Monday night, um, there was a massive <clears throat> large gathering, as you're about to hear, that took place. No problems with a large gathering, right? Go ahead, yeah. have fun, do your mm -hmm. thing. What if I told you that large gathering included over 300 individuals looting Home Depot, Lowe's, and three or four other stores? Well, then that wouldn't be a large gathering anymore. That would be what, more like a... What, pray uh, tell, what might you call that? A riotous mob? Mob action, riotous mob, uh, flash mob, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, <clears throat> the world's worst mayor, who cares more about his own ego and stroking his own ego than apparently the safety of its citizens and most importantly um its businesses that you know kind of make this place thrive yeah well <clears throat> how dare you use the word mob oh you're not aware of some of these large gatherings no that's 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 not appropriate we're not talking about mob actions. I didn't say that. What I'm okay, what I'm... Hold on a second, okay? Respectfully. These large gatherings... These large gatherings... Just hold on a second, y'all. I promise you, we have time to talk. It's important that we speak of these dynamics in an appropriate way. This is not to obfuscate what is actually taking place. But we have to be very careful when we use language to describe certain behavior. There's history in this city. I mean, to refer to children as like baby Al Capones is not appropriate. So, so, so let me just, so just let me, just let me finish, please, okay? What I'm saying is, is that when you ask for very specific examples, there have been other attempts to have large gatherings, and we've intercepted those attempts. Mary Ann, do you have a question? Yeah, I just need to follow up by those, with those children. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, what? That's your mayor, by the way. I hey, he ain't my mayor. I didn't vote for his ass. No way, no how was I voting for him. I mean, he he's gonna sit up there and and basically, for lack of better terms, gaslight and sugarcoat. A criminal situation these are roving gangs if you will of kids largely 14 to probably 18 or 19 mm -hmm. deciding that hey you know what we're gonna do we're gonna terrorize businesses 
we're going to loot, we're going to riot, right? Oh, no, by the way, during that riotous action, 40 guns confiscated. 40. That means one out of every 10 or less than one of every 10, probably closer to one out of every eight individuals involved in this quote-unquote large gathering had guns on them. No. In and of itself, is that a terrible thing? No. But 14-year-olds carrying guns in the middle of the night on a city street? What what purpose? What purpose is that serving? It, it, it doesn't. What else would you call a bunch of teenagers gathering to create criminal mischief other than a mob? A gang. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. so a gang. A roving gang. Oh, how dare you? This isn't like the Bloods or the Crips or the Vice Lords or the Gangster Disciples, which, you know, are the home. Oh, and by the way, Gangster Disciples really aren't Gangster Disciples. They're just separate sets of, of people who will beat and rob and shoot at each other, even though they're in the same quote-unquote gang. Because that's how far we've evolved or devolved here in Chicago. We have a mayor who just simply doesn't understand reality. Plain and simple. And that was my number one reason for not voting for him. Apart from the fact that he is just a socialist union thug, he doesn't live in reality. Not one bit. What else are they supposed to call these incidents? Or maybe he does understand reality. He just doesn't care. He's. It's almost like he's trying to appeal to that demographic by saying, hey, let's be friends. Yeah, how's that worked out? Not well. Mm. Meanwhile, last night, he sure as hell made time to get up on stage to introduce Billie Eilish at Lala, at Lollapalooza. Turns out he cares about stroking his own ego more than he does about making sure the citizens and businesses of the city are safe. Mm. Meanwhile, oh, by the way, some of those same uh, looters, rioters, mob actors were involved in, wait for this, Pat, yesterday alone, yesterday alone, in just two neighborhoods, nine robberies within 30 minutes in broad daylight, all committed by the same group. Broad daylight. We're not talking at 4 a.m. in the morning, which I would suggest otherwise, other than if you're coming to and from work, what the hell are you doing out on the street at 4 a.m. period? And more importantly, what are you doing at 4 a.m. period? Probably with headphones, you know, earbuds shoved in so you can't hear or see or or pay attention to your surroundings to protect yourself. Um, how does that give send go account to going for you to, to move out of Chicago? Um, I don't even know that that exists. Did you I start totally one? one 
I totally set one up for you. Well, put it in the show notes, you bastard. <laughs> I, I told you about it forever ago. Oh, and, and also, lest we forget about the migrant issues going on here, because at the end of Chicago downtown, they've had over 100 police calls since they um, promised to crack down on the criminal behavior going on there. And then, oh, by the way, Pat, um, we just had this week police called at one of the other migrant centers that shall remain nameless could be or could not be literally right down the street from where I live in which these migrants were literally attempting to harass and harangue, harangue people into getting haircuts from them. That's right. They're setting up a barber shop on the street, attempting to harass people into paying them to cut their hair. What? Oh, and then to the coup de gras of all of these things. Well, actually, there's two more. At the same police precinct where they're, quote-unquote, housing some of these migrants until they can be re-sheltered, quote-unquote. I'm using the language of the left because apparently that's the only language you're allowed to use in Chicago. Um, somebody was stabbed with a knife in the bathroom. And then, <laughs> to top it all off, they were bringing coke into the police station. Simple, very simple question for you, Pat. Asylum seeker, right? Totally random moment. Totally random asylum seeker. Just happens to know how to find coke in Chicago. More importantly, um, he couldn't have been a plant to deal coke, right? No, 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 no. They couldn't be using and abusing the system that they know that we're going to use, right? They couldn't possibly be using that to plant people across the country uh, in a vast drug distribution network for the massive cartels coming out of the southern border who don't also traffic human beings either. Oh, wait, there's been over 200 arrests for human trafficking in the past two weeks. Like, legit human trafficking, not just, uh, well, I don't like prostitution, human trafficking. So, so to, to, to sum up, you have um, gangs, flash mobs. You uh, racist bastard who don't understand how um, disinvested, divested, those neighborhoods are, and that's all they're doing is they're just crying out from their, oh, wait, you decided, um, Brandon Johnson and, and your city apparatus decided mm. to, instead of finding ways to program in those neighborhoods, to plop immigrants, allow them to live there rent-free while people are, in those communities, living on the streets, homeless, drug-riddled, drug-addled, all sorts of things. But, but 
with the, the migrants that have been coming from the southern border, we couldn't possibly, I don't know, charter a plane and ship their ass right back to where they came from. No, he's he's cool just bending over and taking it right in the ass. Literally, and by the way, literally. this isn't just a Chicago problem. This is happening all over the country. Where, sure, where, I, I don't like disagree. The D.C. mayor, right? We're a welcoming city. We want migrants, this, that, and the other thing. And then this last week say, yeah, but we're not a border town. We're not equipped to ha-. You think Brownsville, Texas is equipped to handle that with like a tenth of the population of Washington, D.C. and it's a tenth of its infrastructure? You really think that they're a capable... How about El Paso, Texas? Take a look at what's going on in the streets of El Paso once. Take a look at every border town uh, across Texas and Arizona. And California, for that matter. Ask yourself what's happening there. Yet, oh, we can't possibly. Welcome to their world. It's amazing how far away from the border you can be and be, we are a welcoming sanctuary city. And then when it hits you square between the eyes when it punches you in the throat. You cower in fear and, mm. and oh, no, oh my God, we can't, we can't, we can't. Okay. Where are you demanding actual action from our federal government? Who is in charge of this? The dereliction of duty by Alejandro Mayorkas, how they're not impeaching him is Beyond belief at this point, the dereliction of duty as the head of the Department of Homeland Security. How are they not going after Joe Biden consistently on the border every day, highlighting these stories every day, telling the story of the look? Are there legitimate asylum seekers in there? Absolutely, there are. But the legitimate asylum seeker is the one going to and going through the real process. We also have a crisis, as we have mentioned, Pat, in the past, of how do you handle these migrants and what part of the problem is existing? Well, one of the problems is that as you seek asylum, it takes you six months to a year to potentially get a permit to work in the United States of America. Wouldn't, wouldn't, a ability to research and understand quickly, accurately, dependably whom these people are and then give them the permission to work, help, especially in, I don't know, underserved parts of our economy and thus allow for those migrants to get the hell out and off of local, state, federal assistance. We have long argued you cannot allow an open border with massive incentive, right? The massive state bureaucracy that they know that if they come here, they're just going to get taken care of. The massive welfare state, either that goes away or you build the wall. One of the two things has to happen. And then if you choose to take away the incentive to get here, right, which is that massive welfare state, when you take that away and you put in place real charitable work by the by, 
because you don't just get rid of the want to take care of your fellow human beings. But when you take away the governmental carrot, you have the ability to then deal on a much better level with the root problems, which is our actual laws around immigration. And that all comes from people like this absolutely unserious douche nozzle of a mayor that we have. Here I am. Look at me. I'm with Billie Eilish and all these really cool people. Let me take a picture with all of these people, right? I got to get a picture. I got to get a picture. But I'm also going to gaslight you all other six days of the week. Unbelievable. Speaking of gaslighting and Washington, D.C., Pat, we have this as a worst take. When I first learned about the indictment, um, I had a long conversation with a friend of mine, Ryan Riley, and uh, I told him how proud I felt uh, to be an American at that moment, uh, much in the way that I did uh, when I learned that uh, our military had killed Osama bin Laden. Um, I just felt incredibly proud. These two um, seem Incredibly to proud you? to have been. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't want to cut you off, but the, why, why, are that, why that comparison <clears throat> in particular? I believe they're comparable. In what way? Absolutely. Uh, Osama bin Laden was a terrorist who committed a horrific act against American people uh, and against our republic. And I believe that Donald Trump is a terrorist who committed horrific acts against the American people. You can imagine that that is a very eyebrow-raising statement, to say the least. The notion of Osama bin Laden in a comparison to Donald Trump, it likely speaks to just how deeply you have been concerned and have felt about all of this. But are you concerned that statements like that or the rhetoric surrounding what his role has been is going to cloud people's view of this indictment as a fair process? I think that the only person or people whose view matters uh, with regards to this indictment uh, are the jurors who will eventually be sat uh, and listen to the facts um, and ultimately make a judgment as to whether or not uh, Donald Trump is guilty of the charges that uh, Jack Smith and the Department of Justice. I, I just wow. Did there's somebody forget to take their stupid pills this morning? Or whenever this was recorded, uh, how do you how do you actually compare an individual to someone that killed th thousands of people, organized actual terrorist attacks, and then you're comparing it to, hey, go march on the Capitol and be peaceful about it. To, and then and then ultimately ended up turning into the quote unquote worst insurrection in American history. How how do you how do you reconcile the two? How are I mean, are you mentally ill, deranged? Is is the Trump derangement syndrome still a thing that you are so deranged and you hate Trump so much that you have to compare him to the most vile and evil 
human beings to ever live on this planet? That's your comparison? How do you know she is a witch? She's made of wood. And wood floats. She is not a witch. Born her anyway. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just. That's a carrot. That's a carrot. That's not a nose. She turned me into a newt. But a flesh wound. I I mean, that's what's running through my head. Like, this, that's how insane this is. Uh, the other part of this that I wanted to bring up, though, did you see the reaction of the CNN reporter when he first what went down that? that road? She was like, holy, what the hell? <laughs> you could yeah, tell I, she did look, not agree with this analogy. No, not at all, which is great yeah. news because uh, CNN could have gone right down this road. But yeah, she gave go. him all the rope to hang himself with, and he tightened that noose and whoop. Drop the hatch on himself. Now, uh-huh. we also know that he is one of the biggest, quote, I would put him as a crisis actor, if you will, the sob story mob of uh, the the January 6th presenters from the Capitol Police Brigade, because he's a former Capitol Police officer, um, Michael Finone, and he testifies at trial after trial after trial for January 6th. So that puts you, that might put some perspective on some of this is where he's coming from because mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that it that it's right I'm saying this is the type of person that is helping to convict people in Washington DC think about that for 5 seconds this is who the DOJ is putting up on on the stand now if I am a uh, a defense attorney for any of the people that are still coming up for January 6th trials, you bet your bottom freaking dollar I want him on the docket, and then I'm going to play that, and then I'm going to declare him a hostile witness. Absolutely. Which means, which means what? His entire testimony is null and void. That's what I'm doing every single time. Uh, yeah, why not? I, I at this point, I would get out of here with that. It's bullshit. Now you can make an argument that uh, the unveiling of Jason Miller, Rudy Giuliani, some other people saying that Donald Trump likely knew that all of this was a lie and just a ploy to attempt to get power. You know, you could say all that and that he lied. That's fine. But again, lying in politics. That, that's not a criminal offense. I would also suggest that you, as an individual, have discernment. You should be able to discern. Now, you've also been led into the cult. We've talked about that a long time. I said you should be nowhere near January 6th. And oh, by the way, they make a big deal in the media about all the people that were, oh, look at the protesters outside at Donald Trump's uh, arraignment, right? There were seven when you hand the shot back out. There were seven people there, which is good news because you should be nowhere near that. Nowhere near any of it. Do not step foot. Do not get involved. All right. With that, though, um, speaking of insane, I mean, how can we not play this from earlier this week? Sleep on Conto Alliance. 
shoot to kill Gamaza, kill the poor, the farmer, kill the poor, the farmer, brr, pa, pa, brr, pa, pa, attention. Ay, 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 ay. And then, of course, we had the Elon Musk situation that we played yesterday on the show. So if you hadn't tuned into that, you probably should. Um, by the way, uh, do not forget, you can join our uh, critical thinking community over at criticalthinking.locals.com. Well, you, you'll get uh, the download, if you will, on that day's episode. You'll get access to it every single day. Drop right into your inbox um, so you don't forget um, that the show is there. And uh, you can watch it directly from there on our Rumble channel. Um, you can also make sure that you subscribe to the Rumble channel as well. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Rumble.com backslash critical thinking. Again, our critical thinking.locals.com. Uh, that will allow you to get it directly into your inbox every single day. All right. Um, I, I, wa- I thought about ending the worst on that, but is there anything more? Just mind-numbingly chalkboardish than John Kerry speaking. Period. Amen. That I mean, his voice is the nails down the chalkboard. So we're going to end with that. Agriculture contributes about thirty-three percent of all the emissions of the world, uh, depending a little bit on how you count it, but it's anywhere from twenty-six to thirty-three, and we can't get to net zero. We don't get this job done unless agriculture is front and center as part of the solution. But with a growing population on the planet, we just crossed the threshold of 8 billion fellow citizens around the world. We just crossed that in this last year. Emissions from the food system alone are projected to cause another half a degree of warming by mid-century on the current course that we are today. A two degree future, could result in an additional 600 million people not getting enough to eat. And you just can't continue to both warm the planet while also expecting to feed it. Doesn't work. So we have to reduce emissions from the food system to keep the 1.5 degrees alive. Why do we have to keep 1.5 degrees alive? Because scientists, as a basis of physics and mathematics, not ideology and politics or party labels or anything else, as a matter of physics and mathematics and some biology and chemistry have told us these are the consequences. And we already see it happening. And almost everything they've predicted for 30 plus years now is coming true, but the problem is it's coming true faster and bigger than- uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, no, we're not going any further. There's it's not stupid. a single part of this one. that this man spoke that is literally true. Other than the fact that uh, there is a group of scientists who say these things. That part is true. But over the course of the last 30 years, there is not a single global warming, climate change, global cooling, whatever mass hysteria, scientific BS that has gone on. That has been proven to be true. The polar ice caps, they're going to melt, and, and by 2020, we won't have the, the North Pole. Uh, um, it's actually grown in size. 
the stupid is strong with this one. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn and has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. I just, I can't. I just can't even, Pat. Mm-hmm. I literally cannot even. With that being that's said, because, though, that's I think it's a great time for us to move to the B or not the B. Now let's do it. All right, lay that headline on me. All right, today's headline. Mike Pence tries bold new strategy of alienating the 80 million people who voted for Trump. Mike Pence tries bold new strategy of alienating the 80 million people who voted for Trump. Is this the B or not the B? That is the question. Were you thinking about that, Andrew Coppins? Folks, go to coffeebrandcoffee.com. Find you a flavor that you know that you like. Find you a flavor you know that you want to try. Do it with multiple flavors. For I, I, It's it's applicable to, to everything. Um, you can get them as gifts and send it to, to your family members who you know who are coffee connoisseurs. Um, if you're not a coffee drinker, they have other options like tea and hot chocolate. I am of the hot chocolate variety, though it's not hot chocolate season because, you know, it's uh, summertime. But all you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout. You'll get 5% off your purchase. They don't care about your politics. They don't care about who you vote for. They just want your business. They want to make you a great product in exchange for money. That's it. That's all they want to do. Go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout, and you'll get 5% off your purchase today. Okay. Mike Pence tries bold new strategy of alienating the 80 million people who voted for Trump. Is this the B or not the B? Andrew Coppins, your answer. This has got to be the Babylon B. Are you sure? No. Although, well, let me think about No, I'm going to go with not the B. Are you sure? <coughs> yes. <coughs> because his statements on the January 6th indictment <coughs> were absolutely nuts. And that's how crazy this week was, because on a normal week, Mike Pence's take on January 6th and Donald Trump would have landed in the worst pile. So I'm going to I'm going to go bold here, even if it costs us money that we don't have and can't access. So final answer, then. Yeah. Final answer is not the B. Well, you did just cost us 50 bucks of our central. Oh, that's true. He literally Uh, alienated the MAGA forever cult. Well, just just hear, hear me out. Uh, in a bold new attempt to win the 2024 election against Biden candidate, Mike Pence has decided to alienate 80 million people, 80 million voters who voted for Donald Trump. It's about someone 
it's 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 about time someone had the courage to say it. So I will say it. Trump is bad," said Pence in a ruckus crowd of twelve seniors in the activity center of Shady Oaks Retirement Home. If that hurts your chances with the tens of millions of people who voted for him, so be it. I'm a stalwart <laughs> man of integrity. Just look at my kind eyes and serious uh-huh. face. Pence looked directly into the cameras with a look of integrity. Sources within the Pence campaign confirmed Pence plans to make up the loss in support by counting Biden voters and convincing them he is not a bigoted Nazi fascist homophobe. We have faith in virtuous Americans who voted for Biden, said a campaign spokesman. They will certainly see things our way once Pence has had a chance to talk to them about the uh, about his uh confort conforting an evangelical dad voice and make them see the reason pence also expressed confidence that he would be able to uh, make inroads with the 150 million people who didn't vote in the previous election such as babies illegal immigrants and chinese spies posing as university professors Trump is an existential threat to democracy and an evil person, continued Pence. I know this uh, from four years of loyally, unquestionably serving him. Vote for me. At publishing time, the approximately 100% of Biden voters uh, polled still thought Pence was a bigoted Nazi fascist homophobe. <clears throat> and with that... It's time for a brand new Richard of the Week to be crowned, or maybe not. It could be a could be a repeat. Well, we we've already talked about three of them. Oh boy, lay those um, four nominees on me. Well, we had Michael Fanone. Oh, the police officer that called uh, Donald Trump a terrorist akin to Osama bin Laden. That guy. Laden. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We also have John Kerry. Mm. For the lying and gaslighting of. Climate and it's not and, just the gaslighting, by the way, because yeah. what he is saying is uh, we have to reduce our farming emissions, a.k.a. Yeah. Uh, reduce the amount of farming, which means reducing the amount of food, which means starving people to death. <clears throat> Hang on a second. You kill Kenny, you bastard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we also have the uh, South African dude. The, oh, the uh, terrorist. Mumwa J something Jair. I, I, I'm just good with calling him a South African terrorist. That that's I'm I'm good with that. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's, because he's he he freedom a fighter, Pat. He is the leader of the economic freedom fighters. Again, I, I can't like it, let me just lay this out for uh the economic freedom fighters. You cannot be fighting for freedom. And be a Marxist. Those are antithetical to each other. They do not exist. They do not coexist. Well, and again, I, every time I hear that, I just, my mind immediately goes to the World Economic Forum. Right, right. It immediately goes to that. So, so, so you got that, that dude. And then you, uh, I'm going to throw uh, Donald Trump in here. Um, and that was for a, the clip that we played earlier this week of him um, not knowing what time it is very clearly 
uh-huh. and uh, saying, um, you know, they're coming at me from the right. They're coming at me from the left. Yeah. And, and make and, sure you donate to my campaign, even though I've never bothered to help anybody who I allegedly uh, incited into a mob action. <gasps> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How dare I use those words? So those are your four nominees. I think this is pretty damn simple. Yeah. Um, literally advocating for murder of one race. Yeah. Or any race. Or or anybody. Being a just flat out that, being that's a pretty rich terrorist. Yes, exactly. Yeah. 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 All right. So with Give that being second. said, I think it's a great time for us to move forward to the best stories of the week. And for me, um, this is there's five of them. I will just say that. I'm just going to play this one first because I think we all need to hear this. And and this is uh Father Mark Beard from Louisiana who unfortunately passed away on Wednesday in a car accident. And people have been going through um some of their some of his homilies and he is known as kind of a very evangelical priest which if you're in, into the Catholic Church is a very rare occurrence. Mm. Um, mainly homilies are full of jokes and trying to be relatable and relate the gospel story, uh, to, to life today. And da, 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 this is, this is how serious the Catholic church takes pro-life. How do you vote for people? You vote based on because man, I got to tell you, he's got a great economic policy. Well, how's that abortion thing working? Well, I got to tell you. Everybody has their rights. Well, let me tell you, my brother and sister in Christ, the good Lord has spoken to this. He said it's a commandment. Thou shall not kill. Period. There is no asterisk. There's no mediation. My brother in Christ, do you honestly believe that the good Lord's going to bless our economic policy while we kill his children? My brother in Christ, think about what he's telling you. When he asked me, where are my children, father? Well, I got to tell you, I get you. But this guy's got an economic policy. I got diplomacy. Woke, I got to tell you, he's going to say, I'm supply and demand. My brother and sister in Christ, you got to stop apologizing. You are never neutral to him. Mark Twain is right. If there's a fence between heaven and hell, it's owned by the devil himself. I don't care if you're tired and exhausted. You want to have a pity party? Go have it. You're through. Get in the game. Because you came in on this day, you're going home on this day. Our time is short. Look at the world in which we live. How much more convincing will it take that we're in trouble? You can't afford to worry about everybody else. Keep care of your vineyard. Stop being neutral. Man, even the snails made it to the ark. You got to persevere. You got to get up and get in the game. Man, I'm sorry. Man, Father, if I pray one more time, I'm going to spit. Spit. Now get in the game and finish what we started. You don't have to win the race, but you darn sure better finish it. You are never neutral. My brother and sister in Christ, I leave you with the words of Mother Teresa. She said you could do things two ways. You could either do it right or you could do it again. You're never neutral. Amen. 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 There you go. That's a good Easter crowd. God bless you. Please stand. On Easter Sunday. That was pretty cool. Pretty so, cool. Rest in peace to uh, Father Mark Beard. 
um, may God have mercy on our souls. Um, from that to the polar opposite. This is a great take only because these people are morons. We should be expecting to see from a team that survived Portugal and survived to get to the round of 16. What? I, I appreciate them taking care of the fans, but let me tell you, Carly Lloyd's butt would be back in the locker room kicking things, have, throwing things. I have never witnessed, and just seeing these images for the first time right now on the desk, I have never witnessed something like that. There's a difference between being respectful of the fans and saying hello to your family, but to be dancing, to be smiling. I mean, the player of the match was that post. You were lucky to not be going home right now. <laughs> She's right. The player of the match literally was the post against Portugal. The, Portugal in the 91st minute stoppage time with about four minutes of stoppage time left to go, put one on a one-on-one -on -one off of the post could have easily scored one-on-one -on -one with the goalkeeper and put it off the post. You, your ass would be going home if it weren't for the post. And in the post game, yeah, great. You survived and advanced. You're supposed to be the elite of the elite. You're supposed to be the bar that everybody wants to measure themselves against. And you're okay with survive and advance. You, 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 assuming you've seen the movie Moneyball. Oh, yeah. Thousand percent. Okay. You, you remember the locker room scene where all they're, they're all dancing, partying, having a good time, and they're losing? Mm -hmm. and, he, and he goes in and he basically throws bats all over the place. And yeah. th that's that what you Lloyd. would be doing in this situation. Now, is that. go ahead. No, I'm just saying in the soccer situation, you'd be back in the locker room throwing, throwing balls around, throwing cleats all over the place, pissed off that you performed the way that you performed? Two questions. Number one, would those be Megan Rapinoe's balls? Uh, or just soccer, soccer balls? balls? I was talking about soccer balls. You, oh, you, okay. It was just your mind out of the gutter, you jerk. <laughs> I wasn't in the gutter. <laughs> I was just pointing out. Because you know that's the next step in Megan Rapinoe's constant need for attention, right? She's going to become trans. You know oh, that's going to happen, right? Yeah, I, I totally see that one coming, yeah. Yeah, I'm just waiting for the day. With that having been said, speaking of that, what they didn't show in that clip that they needed to show was what that group was doing prior to the game. Do I understand? Because I will say this. Having played at a very competitive level, okay, having been around people who have played at the highest level known to man, people react differently to pressure, right? And people, people need to get hyped up, if you will, for the game in different ways, right? Some people need sure, to be quiet, sure. reflective. Others need to be hype and hyper and, and get that energy going. Others need to laugh and joke around a little bit. But prior to the game, there is video of Megan Rapino and two other individuals on this team that I don't remember their names. They're dressed up in the, the garb of the, the national team. And it's like a pant suit with a fedora, which is a really strict, like it's supposed to be some sort of fashion walk. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And there they are, Megan Rapino and these girls just like stomping around like they got, uh, you know, big cojones and they're going to, you know, whatever. And they're posing for fashion show photos and doing this and doing that. What does that tell? That's not about getting hyped and getting ready for the game and, and being in the moment. That's not that. That's caring about everything other than the game itself. There's a time and a place for all of it. There's a time before the game to take photos and selfies and and sign autographs. There absolutely is a time for that. And there's a time for that post-game too. Do not get me wrong. But when you go out on the pitch, when you go there, it is a byproduct of what you have done to get yourself to that moment. It always is and it always will be in any sport, by the way. If you are flat as a team... Any coach will tell you, I'll go into, I will go into that locker room and it does not matter. It does not matter if we had the best week of practice that I have ever damn seen, right? Going into a going into the NFL Sunday game or whatever. That team has got no energy, doesn't have a care about the game. I don't feel anything from them. We're gonna lose. We're not gonna perform at our best. And we might scrape by. We might be the team that gives the Detroit Lions their first win in an 0-15 season, right? That's what this team has done. It's not about, well, the other groups of of women and their, their national teams are getting better. Who cares? We should be getting better. We are the bar. And just skating by doesn't work if you want to care about that. Look, I also believe this is a great take because these this is the comeuppance of these individuals caring more about their star power and advancing agendas than it is about winning on the freaking field. And that is the point that Carly Lloyd is attempting to make. The best player on the pitch was the post. What the hell is going on out there? The lack of energy, the lack of cohesiveness, people standing around while other people are on the ball and you're bombing balls to nobody. Nobody is connecting to each other. Nobody, there's no team unity. There's no nothing. There's no care for the crest. There's no care for that national anthem that they disrespect every time. So great take from Carly Lloyd. So in any sport, by the way, at any level, if there's no energy, if people are just there to dick around, you're going to watch your team get your ass handed to you. Mm-hmm. And by the way, Portugal, a mid-level team, mid at best. We're not talking about Sweden. We're not talking about England. We're not talking about France or or Brazil or Germany, which also, by the way, both of them out in the group stage for the first time ever in a Women's World Cup. On the pitch, it's in embarrassing what is going on absolutely embarrassing and i haven't even had a had to watch an entire match i could turn it on for five minutes or see the highlights and watch just piss poor play well we've only given up one goal yeah you've only scored one or well excuse me you've only scored four in three matches against two completely inferior opponents and a mid opponent in the netherlands just pathetic. Now, from that, though, it, it what has also been pathetic has been the attempt to, 
to by the media to coddle Joe Biden and the Biden crime family as a sob story that we just need to feel and empathize. And what is Joe Biden supposed to do? Not take his son's calls because he's a loving father. How about this from Tom Elliott pointing out Biden is a quote unquote family man and a quote unquote loving father who has two children who are drug addicts had quote unquote inappropriate showers with his daughter, allegedly in her own words, verified uh, diary has a dog that attacks people, didn't seem to care when his son started banging the widow of his deceased son, didn't seem to care when his son had sexual relations with his granddaughter, uh, allegedly. Uh, oh, wait, that, that, that would be proven out by text messages between the two. But anyway, also continues to lie about his son's death to win plaudits from U.S. servicemen, refused to acknowledge the existence of one of his granddaughters until his polling nosedived very recently, in the best case scenario, allowed his family to take millions in unreported income from hostile nations owing uh, his own position in government. In the worst case, helped orchestrate and launder bribes while in return dishing out favors as vice president and now president. Well, if that doesn't sum up the Biden administration, I don't know what does. And look, no family's perfect, right? No family's right. perfect. Everybody's going to have their foibles and their personal struggles and you know all of that stuff. No family's mm-hmm. going to be perfect. Nope. No way, no how. It's not about that. Not about that. What it is about is claiming to be perfect, claiming to be this Camelot, right? And they just so deeply care about each other and and doing the right things. And you have to give them grace because of, no, they are using and abusing our grace and our empathy. That was a great take. And then I want to go here to my home state, to a place that I spent a lot of time at as a child, by the way, because we had family living there and we would go visit them Sometimes for a weekend, sometimes for a week, sometimes for a couple of weeks in the summer. Namely, Watertown, Wisconsin, uh, which is kind of in between Madison and Milwaukee for those that want the geographic lesson. It is a small town, small, small town, Wisconsin. A great place, a really interesting place, but a very small town. And you might have seen the video of a young man preaching the gospel, just literally reading the gospel to somehow a drag queen um, like event for children in Watertown, Wisconsin. They might have 30 to 40,000 people that live there at best, by the way. How the hell that's happening in that small town, I've got no idea, no clue. But he goes and preaches. And gets arrested, literally arrested, for some stupid violation that doesn't actually exist. Because if it did, the other side should have been arrested for quote-unquote amplification of sound in a park as well. And that never happened. But the courage of this young man to do what you're about to hear. Guys, I hope you're all doing good tonight. 
I just wanted to ask a simple question. I know, you know, a Nazi group showed up at the event Saturday and people were talking about that. And I just wanted for all of us to really think about this. What's wrong with Nazism? Like, seriously, what's wrong with Nazism? Because imagine for a moment that there is no God above us, no hell below us, no heaven to live for, as John Lennon wanted to imagine. If we are truly the result of evolved stardust and our ancestors were fish and were the descendants of monkeys, then where do we find our value as human beings? What's wrong with Nazism? Unless if you understands that the God of Scripture says that we are made in His image. And so to murder innocent people is a violation to God's commands. As a Christian, I can say that Nazis, what the Nazis did in Nazi Germany was completely horrific and that they should have been resisted. In fact, the, the number one people group that resisted the Nazis were Christians. And the, and the reason why, the reason why was because they had a worldview that says that people are made in God's image and that they have worth and value. That's why Nazism is wrong. But if we're going to reject the Christian worldview, then we can't hold on to the fruit that comes from the Christian worldview while denying the actual foundation. Intolerance is an interesting word. Tolerance, intolerance, hatred, love, bigotry, things like that. Because really every culture has something that it's intolerant towards and something that it's tolerant of. I mean, there are things like murder and rape and and, you know, stealing and, and just crimes that we are intolerant towards as a society. And, and so every society has something that's intolerant towards. The question is just, what is our object of intolerance and what is our object of tolerance? When I showed up Saturday, all I did was read from Scripture on the sidewalk. I read from the Bible, Galatians. And by the way, I wasn't reading Romans 1. I wasn't reading any passage that spoke against homosexuality or anything like that. I was reading a passage from the Bible about love. And I was arrested. No reason, not given any warning, not told anything about my amplification needed to be turning down. I was arrested and taken into custody simply for reading the Bible on the sidewalk. You see, as we become more and more tolerant of sexual immorality in our culture, we've become more and more intolerant towards Christian morality. And the more we become intolerant towards Christian morality, the more we're going to see lawlessness in our streets. The more we become intolerant of Christian morality, the more we're going to see Nazis. The more we're going to see people who don't hold to a Christian worldview, who think that everybody is a result of animals, and therefore if we are animals, then why can't we just act like animals? We were called a hate group. We were told that we don't want to understand the other side, and I just want to set the record straight. I am more than happy to have that conversation with the other side. I did speech and debate throughout high school, and one of the things that we were taught in debate is that you can't make an argument for your side until you're able to make the argument for the other side. I've sat down and had hours of discussions with LGBTQ activists. I completely understand the other side. I want to understand the other side. But drag queens twerking on kids in lingerie is unacceptable, and that's something that we have to notice as a culture. We can have our disagreements. But there comes a time when we have to understand that we are all going to stand before God one day. And we're going to have to give an account for what we have done with the children in our society. The innocent minds and the children who deserve to be protected. Thank you. Mike Drop. Yeah. I, I, I just... Hmm. Now, normally I would say we should end the show on that. But there's one more, Pat. Just one more that we need to go through. 
And it comes from Ian Haworth, formerly of The Daily Wire. This is a Washington Post headline. An abortion uh, abortion ban made the, uh, excuse me, an abortion ban made them teen parents. Um, As Ian Haworth says, pretty sure it was the sex that did it. Pretty sure it was the sex that made them teen parents, not an abortion. I love Ian Haworth. Couldn't have said it better. Mm -hmm. And it's, by the way, this is always my argument. This is my number one argument all the time to the pro-abortion. Well, well, if, 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 but, 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 but what? You've made a choice. You made the choice to have, you made a choice to do something. There are consequences, again, positive and negative potential consequences for that action. And if you choose to see a pregnancy as a negative, are you, are you going to engage in that act? Let's say if, um, if you had a child in the house and you owned handguns, would you keep a loaded handgun unlocked in a drawer Easily accessible by a two-year-old? Hell no. No. Why not? Because it would be irresponsible to do so. Right? Exactly. You might say, in some cases, I would remove the handgun from the house. Or I would buy myself a gun safe in which I am the only one that has access to said handgun. Right? With very, very difficult to access except for my fingerprint or whatever identification, right? Not even a lock, not even a lock, but a way to literally biometrically ID somebody. Also, only time that that thing is loaded is if I never need to use it. Now, unfortunately, there are lots of morons out there who don't do that and who are irresponsible. Guess what? you are going to pay a serious price for that irresponsibility. Does that mean that we shouldn't, uh, should that we should ban guns? No. But guess what? We, as a society, have chosen to say, mm, maybe we should go down the road of banning guns because guns kill. Should we ban sex? Because... Because you want to kill a baby? Like what? What road do you like? I never. I can't. I can't in this on, on this issue of life grasp. I can understand, but I cannot grasp the thought process that says, "Oh, well, I want to have sex, but I don't want any consequences of it. I want all the pleasure, but I I don't I don't want the rest that comes with it, right?" The potentiality. I'm not going to do anything to mitigate it if I don't want the negative quote unquote consequence, right? I'm not going to do anything right. to mitigate against it. Now, in the Catholic Church, obviously we have our teachings on that mitigation, right? And that mm-hmm. might not be for everybody, but that's what the, the church teaches. And by the way, not every Catholic adheres to that teaching, but again, there are methods and ways. Some really simple, others a little more complicated. The simplest of them all as a teenager, uh, don't engage in sex until you are prepared to deal. And 
all too often we talk about that pleasure, right? And the sex ed is about pleasure and, and how to this and how to that and how to this and never about, have you thought through what could occur as a natural byproduct of that action? How often are we teaching that this is a part of nature? How often are we teaching this is part of, of God's plan for us? And to engage in that, in how God plans it for us. To deny pleasure. We can't do that in our society. Everybody has to be pleased all the time. Be well pleased in your life, right? I love this. It is as simple as this. An abortion made these, no. The ban on abortion did not make them parents. Their choice to engage in sexual activity made them parents. And to say anything else is an abomination to reality. Truth over feelings. Facts over feelings all the time. That doesn't mean that you discount feelings. Does it create anxiety? Does it create this? Does it create... Absolutely. You don't deny that. But guess what? You're going to have to deal with those things and move forward because you have a life to take care of now. That's the reality in front of you. You made your bed and you lied in it for real. Now you lie with the consequences. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's show. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And apparently I have to include Andrew's Give, Send, Go account in the show notes every time. Yes. Yes, you should. Because we would greatly appreciate the ability to get the hail out of here as soon as humanly possible, Um, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. we are working on. Uh, It's just a matter of um, certain areas in Ozaki County in Wisconsin. If you could, I don't know, put more than one house a week on the market, that would be helpful. Just saying. Or more importantly, um, if we could afford to pick up and move to Charleston, South Carolina, not West Virginia, uh, that would be helpful, too. So uh, give, send, go for the uh, exorbitant expenses of picking up and moving to South Carolina would be helpful. If you would like to do so, uh, Pat, um, make sure you give that in the show notes, okay? Uh, okay. <laughs> With that, though, folks, have yourselves a great weekend. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals this weekend. And if you got time, maybe give a meal to somebody else. Also, as always, Matthew 547. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.